I am excited, just like last week, I'm very happy, and I'm very excited that we get to spend this day together in God's Word uh, and in worship. You know, this is a a rare occasion uh, because of the way the calendar works out. Marty was telling me, uh, Lord willing, the the next time we will get to celebrate Christmas on Sunday and New Year's Day on Sunday is 2033. Am I right? Is that what you told me? Because of a leap years, normally it would fall about every, you know, six or seven years, but uh, this time it's going to be a little bit longer. And so I am so glad that we are making the most of the opportunity to celebrate on a Sunday together Christmas Day and today New Year's Day. Uh, I don't know about you, but I love, I love worshiping together. Now, don't get me wrong, I love to worship in my car when I'm by myself because I sound a whole lot better in my car when I'm singing out loud to, you know, to God and and with me, Um, but I just love, I love hearing your voices, I love feeling your presence and your heart of worship. Uh, It's just a beautiful, beautiful place to be uh, together in God's house worshiping Him. Uh, You know, God alone is the one who is worthy of your worship. God alone is the one who is worthy of your praise. And you and I, we were created to worship. And whether you know it or not, each and every day, every minute, every second, you are worshiping. You never stop worshiping. The object of your worship is what changes. At times, you may worship yourself. At times, you may worship your spouse or your children or your job. At times, you may worship your church. And at times, maybe... You worship God, but I want to tell you, the Bible tells us the only one worthy of worship is God. He is the only one worthy of our worship. And we were created to worship Him and Him alone. I don't know about you, but over the past few days, I've been, I've been spending a lot of time thinking. I've been spending a lot of time praying. Uh, I've been thinking about 2022. I've been praying and thanking God for uh, all that He did to me and through me and for me in 2022, but I've also spent some time thinking and praying about 2023. Uh, I've been thinking about it and praying about it. I'm looking forward to what God is going to do to me and through me and for me in 2023. And as I have been thinking and praying, it really led me into this series entitled Set Your Mind. As a matter of fact, As Christ followers, we should be praying continuously. We should pray continuously. It should be a lifestyle of prayer, and we should be thankful to God, and we should be watchful for each and every opportunity He gives us to glorify Him. Uh, This is not my word. This is God's word. But this was God's word to me as I was thinking and praying. I want to show you what it says in Scripture before we jump into the book of Daniel. Now, I want you to go ahead and turn. We're going to be in the book of Daniel today. In the Old Testament, Daniel chapter 10 is where our primary passage will be. But I want to share with you the scriptures that led me to this series entitled, Set Your Mind. Listen to what God's Word says, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray always continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Not only that passage, 
But Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says this, Devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful. So like I said, as Christ followers, we should be continuously praying. And we should be thankful to God and we should be watchful for the opportunities God gives us to glorify Him. Now I know we probably had some things to celebrate in 2022, but I also know we probably had some things to mourn in 2022. I had to preach two funerals this week. I preached one yesterday morning and I preached one Wednesday morning. Uh, And I was talking to someone yesterday uh, afternoon that it did seem that I preached a whole lot more funerals in 2022 than I had preached previously uh, in a calendar year. There, There was a lot to mourn this past year, but there was a lot to celebrate too. There was a lot to celebrate because as I began this service, I said that our God is good all the time, right? And all the time our God is good. He never stops being good. I hope you understand that. I hope at some point God will help you to experience that. God never stops being good. Even though our circumstances may change and may shake us from time to time, even though our circumstances can be mountaintop one moment and death valley another moment, God never stops being good. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's how you think about God. And it's how you look at your circumstances that really make a difference in how you react and how you live. And so I love Dr. David Jeremiah. You know that I love him. He's one of my favorite pastors. And I read a lot of his work. I listen to him preach a lot. Dr. David Jeremiah says this in his commentary about these passages that I just read, 1 Thessalonians and Colossians. Listen to what he says. He says, To give thanks in all circumstances does not mean giving thanks to God for bad things that happen to you, but realizing that God is at work to produce good even in the bad things that happen. An effective prayer life requires ongoing attention, spiritual alertness, and gratitude, knowing that these disciplines lead to a spiritual fitness and ministry vitality. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, There were times this past year in 2022 that, that I got tired. And I'm not talking about just physically tired. I'm not talking about physically tired like how tired I was after I ran that marathon. I'm talking about there were times this past year that I got spiritually tired. There were times when I looked around going, what am I doing? Why am I doing? I believe we all go through those moments, right, where we are just tired, exhausted, sometimes even battered and hurt physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And so... I believe, I believe there's an important phrase in the Bible that can help us this year, 2023, to embrace everything, everything that comes our way, good or bad or in between, 
and respond, react accordingly. And that phrase is simply this, set your mind. Set your mind. In other words, make up your mind right now. Not just about today, but about tomorrow. Make up your mind. Set your mind today about next month, next six months, about school, about work, about church, about community. Reading these passages in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and Colossians 4 uh, also took me back to another one of my favorite writers, Paul David Tripp. I love what he says in his New Morning Commentary. Uh, it's actually from one of his July uh, commentaries, his, his devotional. Here's what he said. He said, you always approach life with a mindset of some kind. I mean, you woke up this morning with a mindset. And guess what? Lord willing, if you wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to wake up with a mindset. He says, you always approach life with a mindset of some kind. But the Bible says that there are only two types of mindsets. An earthly mindset and a heavenly mindset. You will set your mind on the earth or you will set your mind above. And how you set your mind will determine your course of action. Each and every day, each and every week, each and every month. 2023 will be what you make it. God willing, will give you days, weeks, months. He'll give you a year. But how you react and how you respond to the gift of life that God gives you, you'll be the one to make the most of it or not. When I think about making the most of his life and making the most of circumstances, and man, a lot of his circumstances were not good. I think about a young man named Daniel. Not just a young man, but a man who grew old. The man named Daniel. Daniel was one of the first Jewish exiles in the land of Babylon. And though things may have seemed desolate, bleak, Daniel was surrendered to God and he trusted God in each and every circumstance. He trusted God with every step he made, with every day that he was given. I love what Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says. I know I told you to turn to chapter 10, and that's where we'll be. But I believe Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 sets the stage for his life and for Daniel chapter 10 where we will be today. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says, Daniel resolved. Daniel resolved. That is a past tense verb. That means he already made up his mind. He had already set his mind. It says, Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. See, Daniel was taken out of his homeland and taken to Babylon, and when he was taken to Babylon, they tried to change him from the inside out. They tried to change everything. They gave him a new name. They tried to put new clothes on him. They tried to make him eat Babylonian food, right? Why? So he could impress their king. But what does it say about Daniel? He had already set his mind. He had already made up his mind. Daniel resolved not to defile himself. Why? Because he knew who he was, he knew whose he was, and he knew why he was. 
You've heard me say that a lot, and I'm not going to stop saying that. God used Daniel to make an impact upon both the Jews and the Gentiles that he encountered while in Babylonian captivity. And so I want us to focus here in Daniel chapter 10 uh, on this theme of set your mind. And we're going to really exhaust this theme over the next few weeks. And so I want us to find out what does that mean, to set your mind. How do we do that, Brother Jeff? Set your mind. Uh, We're going to look at that. But we need to understand a very important truth, a biblical truth, as we approach 2023. We get to start together today, 2023. You see, as Christ followers, here's what we know. We know that spiritual warfare is real. It is a reality. And we know that we have a part in it. You're going to hear me talk about this spiritual warfare. Listen, spiritual warfare is going on right now. While you sit in that comfortable, cushy seat, spiritual warfare is taking place. Oh, you might be feeling really good right now. You might have a big smile on your face. But don't let that take away from the fact that spiritual warfare is going on right now. Do you know that Satan hates you? I hope you know that. Satan hates you. Do you know why he hates you? Because you are an image bearer of God. You're an image bearer of God. See, he hates God, and if you're an image bearer of God, he hates you. Jesus said that Satan wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. That's who the enemy is. And I'm going to tell you something. Every second of every day, of every week, of every month, and every year that God gives you, Satan never changes. He hates you. He hates you. And so there is spiritual warfare going on because he's got demons that serve him, that serve his purposes. And they will never stop trying to trip you, trying to steal from you, trying to kill you, trying to destroy you. You better understand that. Spiritual warfare is a reality. And I'm going to tell you something. Whether you acknowledge it or whether you embrace it or not, you have a part in it. You have a part in it. And we're going to see that in scripture, scripture today. So look at it with me. Daniel chapter 10. Let's look at the first three verses. Daniel chapter 10 beginning in verse 1. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel who was called Belteshazzar. See, that was that Babylonian name he was given. It says its message was true and concerned a great war. The understanding of the message came to him in a vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. Now, King Cyrus, if you'll remember, issued a decree. So so let's take a step back for a moment. When Daniel was taken into Babylon... Most theologians and scholars agree he was about 14 or 15 years old. He was a a teenager, a very young man. At this point, he, he has gone through King Nebuchadnezzar and other leaders, and now he is serving under King Cyrus in Babylon. And so Daniel is an older man. As a matter of fact, most theologians believe he was probably 84 to 85 years old at the time Daniel chapter 10 begins. And so King Cyrus issued a decree in this first year of his reign that the Jews could return to their homeland. So think about that for a minute. This king says, okay, Jews, you have been in captivity long enough. 
It's time for you to go home. What do you think should have happened? They should have all stampeded out of there and into the homeland. But guess what did happen? The Bible says a very small portion of Jews left Babylon and went back to their home. That's what the Bible says. Why did so many Jews stay in Babylon? See, Daniel was burdened for his people. He was burdened for them. He was burdened about the apathy that they had about going home, the land that God gave them. And so Daniel, as we see in these first three verses, whether you see it or not, I want you to see this, he was taking part in a great war. And first and foremost, it was spiritual warfare. The Bible says that Daniel made a choice, right? He made a choice to do what? To pray and to fast continuously. The Bible says he spent three weeks mourning the condition of his people, focused on God's word. Scholars also tell us, you might be wondering about this lotion, right? We understand maybe the fasting from food, the fasting from drink. He didn't eat any of the choice food. He didn't drink the wine. He, he, was, he was praying and he was fasting, but he also fasted from lotions. And you might say, well, what's that all about? Well, scholars tell us that the Jews would actually use lotions on their skin before they would go out in public in a joyful state of mind. So when the Jews would put these lotions on their skin, they were joyous, and they would go out in celebration, right? It, it, it was symbolic of the joy that they had inside and the joy that they would share on the outside. And so the Bible says that Daniel was in mourning. He was intentionally praying and fasting, and he would not even put on the lotion because he was not joyful. Daniel was mourning. And so the Bible says that if we want to hear God speak, if we want to understand what God says to us, then we're going to have to choose to do it His way. We're going to have to choose to be prayerful. We're even going to have to choose at times to fast from food or from drink or from luxuries that we have in this world so that we can hear God's Word and not just hear God's Word, but understand it. That's very important, right? Not just to hear God's Word, but to understand it with the intent to embrace it and live it. And that's what Daniel was doing. And so we learn a lot in these first three verses of Daniel chapter 10 about Daniel and about how he responded to the circumstances around him. It looked like it should have been a joyful time, a joyous time. Man, we get to go home. But Daniel looked around, and not many people were going home. And so he mourned, and he wanted understanding from God. And guess what? God gives it to him. Look at it beginning in verse 4. It says, On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up, and there before me was a man dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Upaz around his waist. His body was like topaz, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. 
I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale, and I was helpless. Then I heard him speaking, and as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. A hand touched me and set me trembling on hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. Look at this. Since the first day that you did what? Say those three words. Set your mind. Look at what the angel is saying to Daniel. Since the first day. I go back to Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. What did it say? Daniel resolved not to defile himself in Babylon because he knew who he was, whose he was, and why he was. The angel says to him, since the first day that you set your mind to gain what? Understanding. And to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. Listen to me. I don't believe there was a prayer that Daniel prayed that God didn't hear. I don't believe it. I believe every prayer, every word, God heard it. The angel tells us, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Now think about this. How many days did Daniel mourn? It said three weeks. Three times seven is what? 21 days. For 21 days, Daniel was praying, and he never stopped praying. Daniel was fasting, and he never stopped fasting. And look at what the angel says. The prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. And then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future. For the vision concerns a time yet to come. Now, now let me first explain this, because listen to me. If you've read the book of Daniel, you know that the book of Daniel is a lot like the book of Revelation. There are parts that are just very difficult to understand. There are parts that are just very difficult to comprehend, because it, it, it concerns the future. It concerns end time. Daniel was given visions. He was, he was given prophecy. And so for many of us, that's just, it's hard for us to, to get it. And so let me explain what I believe about the appearance of the man Daniel saw and the words he spoke. First of all, I believe, like many biblical scholars, that this man was an angel from God. You may say, well, Brother Jeff, why wasn't this God? Why wasn't this a pre-incarnate um, of Jesus Christ? Well, it says because the, the prince of Persia resisted him. That's the first evidence that I say this was an angel and not God himself or pre-incarnate Jesus because God cannot be resisted and Jesus Christ cannot be resisted. And so I believe that this was an angel 
sent to Daniel from God. For 21 days, this angel fought with the prince of the Persian kingdom. I do not believe that that was an earthly prince. I believe this was a demon. A demon. The Bible says that Michael came, and he calls him the chief prince. Do we understand? Have you, have you read the scriptures and know who Michael is when it's referred to in the Bible? It's the archangel of God. That's who it is. And so I believe Michael, the archangel, came to assist this angel and allowed him to make it to Daniel with the very important message that God had for him. You know what this is? You know what was taking place while Daniel was praying for 21 days? Do you know what was taking place? And he didn't even know it at the time. Spiritual warfare. See, there was an angel that was sent to him. He didn't know the angel was coming. But he was in mourning. He, he was in, in pain. He was suffering. I believe, yes, it was physical, but I believe it was mostly spiritual and emotional. And, and so spiritual warfare is taking place. And what was Daniel doing? He was doing his part. Because he was praying. And what did the angel say to him? God heard your words. God heard your words. He heard your prayers. And that is why I'm here. Spiritual warfare. So Satan and his demons, what is their goal? I've already shared this. Their goal, right? Their goal is to steal, kill, and destroy from us. You know what Satan wants from you and what Satan wants from me? He wants us to reject God. He wants us to reject his word. He wants us to reject his word. He wants us to reject his plans, his purposes. He wants us to reject God. He wants us to live with an earthly mindset. This is it. This is it. So make the most of these days, these weeks, these months, this time on the earth, because after this, it's over. It's done. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to reject God and think and live with an earthly mindset. The Bible tells us, Daniel says, that no one else could understand what was going on. He, he said they didn't see what he saw. They didn't hear what he heard. But it does say that they were overwhelmed in the moment and fearful. So they knew something was going on, but they didn't understand it. So how did they respond to what was going on? The Bible says they ran. <laughs> they fled. They got out of there. But what we see is something very important in the life of Daniel. What does it say right here? I believe what it says is that Daniel made a choice. He chose to embrace the spiritual warfare that was taking place. He prayed and he fasted for understanding. He prayed and he fasted for humility. And God answered his prayers. He answered his fasting. Let me ask you a question. Were these easy circumstances for Daniel? Was this an easy life that Daniel lived? I don't think so. If you go back and read, think about what all Daniel went through, right? They tried to change him, everything about him. They lied about him. Do you remember what happened when Daniel went to pray and he opened up his windows like he did every day and prayed three times? They set King Darius up, right, and said, uh, he's up there breaking your decree. Well, they set him up because guess what they wanted? They wanted Daniel dead. They wanted him out of there. Why? Because God had been showing him favor. And, and not only were the Jews looking up to, to Daniel, but it says that kings and, and Gentiles, right, we're listening to Daniel. He was making an impact, not just on his people, but on the Gentiles. And so, was he living 
uh, the the cush life, the easy life? I don't believe so. He lost his physical strength. Did you see it right here in this passage? It says that he was physically exhausted. He had no physical strength. It said that he was trembling. But what did the angel do? The angel touched him. The, The angel spoke to him, and he could understand what the angel was saying. When no one else could, he could understand. And it says that the angel comforted him and lifted him up. And what did Daniel do? It says that Daniel, from the very first day, had set his mind. Set his mind for what? Set his mind to do what? It says it very clearly. The angel reminds him, you set your mind to gain understanding from God, and you had set your mind to keep yourself humble before God. I'm going to tell you, this was not something he stumbled into. This was not something he accidentally bumped into. This was intention. This was a choice that he made. Daniel resolved. He resolved. He made up his mind. He had already made up his mind, right, that he was going to gain understanding from God. He had already made up his mind that he was going to be humble before God. He was intentional. And I'm going to tell you something. I I hope that you don't read the Bible and go, okay, well, that was all good and well for Daniel back thousands of years ago. But, man, times have changed and times are different. I'm going to tell you something. God never changes. And what God has done, God is still doing. And God still will do. God never changes. He never changes. And so what he did for Daniel, I'm going to tell you, I believe God is still doing today. And God wants to do in your life and my life. Listen, we will have opportunities every day to make choices in this life. And in faith, right, in this faith journey, we can resolve. We can make up our mind today how we will respond and react when things don't go politically the way we want in this world. When things don't go the way we want physically with our bodies in this world. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm running another marathon. Yeah, I'm running. Matter of fact, I have set my mind to run two this year. And you may think, well, that's fleshly, that's earthly. You can think what you want, but God put this on my heart. He gave me a body. He gave me a body to use and glorify Him, and I'm going to glorify Him with it in everything that I do. Not just in this pulpit, but out there in this world. I'd made up my mind that I was going to start training on January 1st. I was going to give myself a little bit of break, start training on January 1st. Well, guess what? On December 30th, I got up and started my training early. Because God said, get up. Get up and go do this. That's what he said to me. See, I have resolved, right? And again, I know this is just a personal thing in me, but it's a personal thing in me that I can say, God, you do with this what you want. And I'm going to just trust you, God, that this is what you want for me. And I'm going to embrace it, the good and the bad. I may or may not cross that finish line, but I'm sure going to try. Set our minds. I'm going to tell you, if we want to find purpose and we want to walk in the purpose that God gives us, we better choose to pray. 
We better choose to be thankful. And we better choose to be watchful. How many opportunities do we miss? How many opportunities do we miss that God gives us because we got our eyes on something else? Or we got our hearts turned in another direction? How many opportunities do we miss to glorify God? Yeah, with a little thing like running. With a little thing like at the job talking to someone across the desk who needs to hear the gospel. How many times do we not make the most of opportunities God gives us because we didn't set our minds to live the way God created us to live with passion and with purpose, with understanding, and yes, humility. It doesn't mean everything will be easy or go our way. (laughs) But God's presence will be with us. God was with Daniel. Watch what God gives Daniel. Now what did Daniel do? Daniel prayed and he fasted. And what did the angel remind Daniel that he had already done? Set his mind. Watch what happens when you obey God and you keep your focus on God. Watch what happens. Daniel chapter 4, verse 15 through 19 says this. While he was saying this to me, I bowed with my face toward the ground and was speechless. He couldn't even talk. Then one who looked like a man touched my lips, and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing before me, I am overcome with anguish. So let me ask you a question. Was he feeling good in this moment? I don't know about you, but you go open up the dictionary and look at the word anguish and tell me how you feel. Daniel wasn't feeling good, right? He wasn't feeling all bubbly and just, oh man, I'm on the top of the world. That's not how he was feeling. Look at what it says. I am overcome with anguish because of the vision, my Lord. And I feel very weak. How can I, your servant, even talk with you, my Lord? My strength is gone And I can hardly breathe. So what was Daniel doing? Daniel was being honest. Daniel was being honest. I'm in anguish. I'm suffering here. And watch what happens. (laughs) Verse 18. Again, the one who looked like a man touched me. And look what he says. And gave me strength. Do not be afraid, you who are highly esteemed. He said, peace. What does he give him? Peace. Look at what he says twice. Be strong now. Be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, speak, my Lord, since you have given me strength. What what an awesome passage of Scripture. Here's what I want you to see. Even though Daniel prayed, And even though Daniel fasted, and even though Daniel had set his mind, right, there was still a moment, there was still this circumstance around him that made him physically feel what? Anguish and weak. Daniel was anguished and weak. He was suffering as he received this vision from God. He was in mourning because of the apathy of his people to go back home where God gave them, right? He was overwhelmed with what he saw. He was overwhelmed with what he heard. The Bible says he couldn't even breathe. 
He couldn't speak. So I'm going to ask you again, was anything about this moment easy for Daniel? No. So, so listen, I don't know why you came here this morning. I don't know why you came here this morning and said, well, I'm going to get there on January 1st, and maybe just maybe God will just give me, a, give me an easy year. I mean, do you read the same Bible I read? Because there's no promise in God's Word that, that your day, your week, your month, or your year is going to be easy. Find me that promise. Please find me that promise, because I want to claim it. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? But that's not what God's Word says. But I'll tell you what it does says. It says this. God, speaking to you and me, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. How many times does it say that in the Bible? Over and over and over again. To those whose hearts, whose minds are set on Him. What did God do? The Bible says very clearly that God gave Daniel peace and strength. Let me ask you a question. Can anybody in here use a little peace in your life right now? Let me tell you where you're not going to get it from. You're not going to get it from your bank account. Let me tell you where you're not going to get it from. You're not going to get it from a president or a congress. Let me tell you where you're not going to get it from. You're not going to get it from a spouse. Let me tell you where you're not going to get it from. You ain't going to get it from your children. You're not going to get peace from anything or anyone in this world. Because peace comes from God and God alone. Does peace mean easy? No, it does not. You know what peace means? It means God's presence. Anytime. Any place. All the time. All the places. Could you use a little peace in your life? I don't know about you, but I can. So I better set my mind on the peace giver. God gave Daniel strength. When Daniel couldn't pick himself up, who picked him up? God did through the angel. When Daniel couldn't speak, right? Do you know, and my deacons know this because I asked them to pray. So I, I knew I was going to be preaching a funeral Wednesday morning, and I knew I was going to be preaching a funeral Saturday. Do you know that Tuesday morning I woke up and could not speak at all? I had no voice. I remember telling Marty, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, because of what God's called me to do, my voice is pretty important. <laughs> I mean, I have to use it. I woke up Tuesday morning, and I could barely talk. Like, it was like this, and it hurt. <laughs> I wasn't sick. I just couldn't talk. I immediately, and my deacons can, no, they know. I immediately messaged my deacons and said, guys, I need y'all to pray for me. Like right now. Because I, I can't speak. And, you know, I want to preach. And they prayed for me. And I'm going to tell you something. Tuesday afternoon, yeah, it was raspy, but I could talk a little bit. Wednesday morning I got up, and it was like, it was like Tuesday was gone. And guess what it was? You know who gave me my voice back? God did. God gave me my voice back. What God did for Daniel, God still does today. 
And here's the thing, whether you believe it or not, I do. Whether you believe it or not, I do. Whether you receive it or not, guess what? I am. I'm receiving this. God gives us what we need when we need it. For what we need it. He gives us peace and strength. That's what I want you to focus on today. The peace and the strength that God gives you as a child of God when you set your mind on things above and not things below. God has done everything that needed to be done so that you and I could be right with Him. God has done everything. When you could do nothing, when I could do nothing, when we could put it all together and do nothing, God did. And His name is Jesus. You know why God hears your prayers? Because of Jesus' perfect life, His sacrificial death, and His victorious resurrection. That's why God hears your prayers. It's not because you deserve it. It's not because you, are, you can't come to church and go, oh, well, if I come to church more, God will hear me more. <laughs> That's a lie of the enemy. Let me tell you why God hears your words. He hears your words because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. Jesus did what only he could do. He lived perfectly. Jesus did what only he could do. He was the spotless lamb that went to the cross to pay the price for your sins and my sins. He's the one who redeemed. He's the only one who could redeem me and you and a world full of sinners. And he did it. And so my prayer is that you have responded to God's love with repentance and faith. Repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. I pray today that your salvation is secure. That's the most important thing I pray for today. That your salvation is secure. That God's salvation for you is finished. But I also pray today that you stop listening to the enemy and stop tripping and falling because of the enemy's traps for you. I I, I pray today that you and I will, will stop being so distracted by things that don't matter so that we can focus on the things that do matter. So that we can stop talking with, with, with such hatred about what we don't like and start talking with love about who we do like. The world don't need your opinion anymore. Believe it or not, the world don't need my opinion. You know what the world needs? The world needs a truth. So why don't we just be vessels of truth rather than our own opinion? Instead of bickering and complaining and arguing and fighting with people, how about we start fighting for people? People that don't look like us or talk like us or act like us. How about we spend some time on our hands and knees trembling before Almighty God because we want them to be saved? How about more of that in 2023? And how about starting with your leaders, your pastor? Your deacons, your Sunday school teachers. What about in the home? Hey, how about that, daddies? How about you spend more time praying than hunting? How about you spend some time praying while you're hunting? How about that, daddy? Hitting the pavement and running 12 miles today or tomorrow. How about if you're going to do that, why don't you go with a mindset of prayer? Listening for understanding from God. Running humbly. 
the race that you've been prepared for. My question to you is this as I conclude. Will you choose today to set your mind to gain understanding from God and to humble yourself before God as you begin 2023? I'm not naive. Some of us are going to walk out this day today, the door today and say, that was a good word, and then not think another thing about it. And that's fine. That's, that's fine. But maybe one. Maybe one today will hear God's voice. Maybe two will hear God's voice today. I'm going to tell you something. Maybe Jeff will hear God's voice today and say, I resolve. I resolve. I set my mind today on things above rather than things below. If I'm the only one, God, use me. As Isaiah said, God, here I am. My prayer is that God's peace and strength will be yours today. As you pray with an attitude of gratitude, being thankful, but also being watchful. When you walk out of this door today, guess what's waiting for you outside? An opportunity. Huh? An opportunity to be the image bearer of God to a world who needs to see Him, who needs to hear Him, who needs to know Him. Will you set your mind?